Hey, welcome to ACF Church, and we're so glad that you're with us watching this message online. And our hope is that it would encourage you to be more like Jesus and walk closely with Him as an apprentice of Christ. And our hope is to give away all of these resources for free as much as possible. It takes a lot of time and energy and people to make that happen. And if you'd like to support the mission of God financially for ACF Church, you can go to acfak.org and you can give there. Now enjoy the Word of God proclaimed. Well, good morning, ACF Church. My name is Brian, and I'm one of the pastors here. And I just want to say hello to all of you online. You guys, listen, it is a a different season, isn't it? I I noticed that a lot of you haven't been at church in a little while. Attendance has been slightly down at ACF. I don't know if you know anything about that. But listen, um, we miss you. We love you. And as a pastor, here's the deal. I am so proud of our church and our family and the ways that you guys are serving one another and reaching out to one another. We have uh, Zoom groups going on and people are reaching out to one another during the week. We're serving our community together. And as I keep saying, listen, ACF, we are more the church today than we have ever been. And I'm so proud of how uh, you guys have come together in this season. And so a few things. First of all, if you didn't know, um, or maybe you've been living under a rock somewhere, we are fully online right now. Uh, if you've been living in the bush of Alaska and you're just getting back uh, to town, to technology and wondering what's happening, uh, we are not doing church in our facility. The church is in your home. The church is in our community and it's across the world right now. And we are being mobilized to be the hands and feet of Jesus in some powerful, powerful ways. And so we are online until further notice, but we have been really excited to see the innovation and the new ideas that are coming together for ways to continue to be the church in this digital world. And so uh, we saw some really exciting things happen last week. In fact, typically we have about a thousand viewers online. Uh, The first week we went online, we had about 5,000. And then this last week, this last Sunday, we had almost 10,000 people viewing online. And so we're so excited that, uh, that that reach is growing. And maybe for some of you, you were part of ACF years ago, and now you're able to join with us right now and, and uh, be part of this community. Or maybe for you, you don't make it to church too often, but uh, now you're able to tune in every single week and be part of our family. So wherever you're at, Um, If you've just stumbled on this feed because a friend invited you or shared the post, we just want you to know that we're all in this together, that we're going through this together. And there's some things that I think that as we bind together during this time that we can learn from one another as we move forward. A few things that I want to talk about. First, to say hi to the people that are uh, beyond our local community. We have the the church in Naknek, Alaska joining us again. You guys were with us last week. And uh, for those of you that are there in Naknek, we're so glad that you're with us online. We also had people who were across the world, across the United States and the world joining with us. We had uh, Sarah in North Dakota, Wayne in Ohio, uh, Pam in Illinois, Randy in New Jersey, Kayla in Texas, Sharon in Colorado, TJ in California, Bonnie in Pennsylvania, Stacy in Georgia, and Gina in Panama. So we had people all over the place that are online with us and joining us. And so a few things for you as you watch church online, you're joining us from your home. I want to encourage you three different ways. The first is during worship. And so uh, we just sang together. We'll be singing a little bit more and then uh, the, the service will be over. And I know that at home, maybe it's a little weird for you at first, um, but I want you to engage your
your full self when it comes to singing and worshiping together. We really believe that right now is one of the most important times, I think, in all of history that the church would be people of worship. And so, you know, you got to get over the weird. You got to get over the awkward. In fact, um, honestly, if you can't worship openly and freely in your home, you probably shouldn't be doing it in public, right? Like, I mean, of all places in your life, you should be open and free to worship God physically and even vocally in your home. And so engage during our time of worship. Also, uh, reflect. Spend some time after this time together to just think through the topics and the scriptures. If, you're, uh, if you have a family that you're watching with, get together with your family and talk through the text and just reflect and ask God, what does this mean for me? And so worship, reflect, and the third one that I want you to think about is deploy. We want you to be deployed into our city, deployed into the world with all that God is doing in his church and through his church. And so don't just learn, but go and do. And that's what we're always about as a church is applying these these, uh, things that we learn to our daily lives. And so wherever you're at, I know some of you are nervous. Some of you are a little scared. Um, In fact, I talked to a friend of mine uh, that had to lay off 147 employees here in Eagle River recently. And, and uh, I know a lot of you maybe have lost jobs or had to make some big, difficult decisions at work. And so you might be in that place. Some of you also right now are in a place where this is just an extended vacation. Uh, for some of you, you're like, hey, right now I'm getting the honey-do list done and some things at the house that I've been putting off for a long time. And, and it kind of feels like a snow day. Uh, for other people, but recognize not everybody is where you are right now, but we all can come together and come to the feet of Jesus and, and meet with him right now. And the challenge to you today is that you would lean in, that you just lean in from wherever you're at and hear from Jesus. And so as you're deployed, as God is using you, there's a few, few ways that we as a church want to be used by God in this season. We want to be unleashing compassion to the state of Alaska and to the world beyond. And so one of the things that we are doing is uh, what we're calling compassion shoppers. These are people that are going to be in our community shopping for those who are stuck at home and can't maybe go to the store. And so we're going to go help them be a, be a shopper, get their stuff, and then get it back to them. And, and if you want to be on that team, there's going to be some information on the screen for you uh, here in just a second. Also, we're starting a financial workshop. We know many of you maybe are not set up for the time that we find ourselves in. And uh, you're thinking, man, I don't have an emergency fund. I don't have a budget. I haven't planned well. And if that's you, we want to help you. We want to help encourage you to move forward in this season. And so there's some information about that financial workshop going to be on the screen as well. But right now, I've got a conversation that I'm going to have with Pastor Stewart. Uh, Pastor Stewart was actually away on vacation with his family when all of this COVID-19 stuff hit. And so he came back and then was told he needed to be quarantined. Uh, but I wanted to actually talk with him. He's, he doesn't have the virus, don't, don't worry. But he's just being asked with his family to, to keep some distance, like all of us are doing right now. But I wanted to talk to Pastor Stewart about some things that are on his heart uh, and on my heart right now as we enter into this next season as a church. And so lean in hard, okay? Uh, Listen to the Spirit and then be deployed by God at the end of this message. So let's get to that talk with Pastor Stu. All right, you guys. Hey, I've got Pastor Stuart on the line. Probably my, uh, Stuart, you're my favorite bearded pastor. Can I just say that? (laughs) Like a week of growth? I mean. Yeah, yeah. I shaved this morning. It's it's all of us have the gift and uh, strange time. So first Zoom sermon ever. Uh, for ACF and for us, we got our coffees, right? I got my, got the Yeti cup, right? 
I got my uh, Big Brother's Coffee from Kauai, from Kauai Coffee Company. So you were you were in Kauai when this all hit, right? What was that like? Yeah, it was. At first, we didn't think much of it, and we were there for a couple of weeks, and then uh, somewhere in the middle, they got got real. And uh, the day we flew out actually was the last day they were allowing people to visit uh, the state of Hawaii. So we felt like we we got it planned and and done in just the right amount of time. Crazy, crazy. So. Um, we're just, we're going to talk, um, with all of you online and just kind of share some thoughts that we've had about this whole situation. And uh, Stu, just for you, um, as you've been processing where we've been so far and even culturally and personally, what's gone on, I, I guess what, what's been on your heart lately about all of this? Um, a lot of things, I think like all of us, uh, you know, we're trying to manage our own uh, own families and our own feelings and anxieties and fears and the unknown of, of what's coming. And uh, we're not sure what tomorrow is going to bring um, in some cases. And so it, I think there's some of that. And then I think ultimately, um, you know, in my heart, I, I just keep asking the question. I think other people may be asking that same question of what should I be doing? Um, what is it that, that in this situation, in this environment, uh, given the restrictions that we have and, and the different ways in which we, we are interacting with each other, what is it that I should be doing? Um, I think that's not always clear. And if we answer that question poorly, I think we just have more fear and anxiety uh, and more questions. I mean, we're, most of us, we're stuck right now feeling a little bit isolated and kind of twiddling our thumbs going, I know I'm supposed to be doing something other than just binge watching the office right now. Um, And I think don't most of us have the feeling that uh, this time is kind of a precious time that at some point we're going to go back to work and the kids are going back to school and you know, a lot will go back to normal. And so in that time that we have right now, how do we leverage this uh, for the best opportunity that we have in this moment? Yeah. And I think uh, when we, when we look to that and answer that question, well, I think we will we'll gain some hope and some traction and what, what we really ought to be, be focused on. Uh, the, it's interesting. The last couple of months, I've been thinking about Micah six eight, and it's a simple verse. Uh, you may have heard it before, um, but it, it's this. And it says, "He has told you, O oh man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with God." And Micah wrote those words from God, uh, seven hundred BC ish, and. Those words were true then to the nation of Israel as they struggled to follow God and, and they were asking, what should we be doing? Uh, maybe they weren't asking it, but God was telling them, this is what you should be doing. And they're true to us today, uh, as true today as they were then. And uh, I just started thinking through those uh, as they relate to our current situation and the current uh, the crisis of this COVID-19, the, the isolation that, that we can feel and just that... Uh, inability to really accomplish something. And so I thought about do justice. And uh, what does that mean? Uh, if that's one of the things that God is saying, you know, hey, it's simple to to walk with me, but this is one of the things you do, do justice. And it, it really means do the right thing. Do 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 what God would consider the right thing. And, you know, I have five girls. I love talking about them. I love hanging out with them. This time has been amazing just to connect uh, with them. And we recently watched Frozen 2. And uh, the big phrase from that movie is do the next right thing. And so as I thought about like, what, what should we be focused on doing is just the next thing that's in front of us, do the right thing. Um, and how do we know what that is? Uh, I think 
but you got to get close to God. Uh, if you want to know what God wants you to be doing, uh, you need to, to have some time with him. And so, uh, I go back to, uh, this kind of a one line, but I'll say it again is read the Bible, get connected with what God has already said. Uh, this is a great time, uh, to introduce some new habits as we have time, as we, uh, maybe our new year's resolutions got all shaken up, uh, already even before this. And now they're just thrown out the window. Uh, we have some capacity now to rearrange what's important to us. And so making God a priority in our lives is huge. Well, you know, um, we've gone through um, the Pace Yourself series. And one of, the, one of the goals throughout that series was to actually be less connected through Internet and move into more of like analog connections, right? Away from digital, let's go back to analog relationships. And now, I don't know if your family's like mine, but we've just thrown that out the window. You know, we're like, we will draw some boundaries on the web here um, once all of this slows down. But for now, we're just, we're, we're connecting online, you know? It's a, it's a floodgate and connecting like we never have before. And I think it's important uh, as we connect with God, we also connect with other people who maybe are further down the road than we are that maybe have some wiser words. Uh, there are a ton of different, uh, podcasts available. There's there's um, webinars that are popping up specifically dealing with how we respond to to this time in our lives. And so uh, the availability of that information and the way we're connecting with people is huge. Um, I think we need to be asking questions. I think it's important at this time. It's okay to ask and we have them, uh, but verbalize those, write those down and then start working through them. Uh, we have, you know, again, yeah, we're the same. Like we are pouring into the internet. We're streaming Netflix. We got Disney plus we uh, we're, you know, Googling stuff all the time and trying to find answers as we have conversations and questions come up. Yeah. You guys are watching frozen every night. I get it. Yeah, that's right. We just, that's all we do at the Poteet household. <laughs> Sometimes it seems that way. Help me. Um, I think also Brian, um, listening to the spirits leading uh, the prompting of the spirit in these situations is it's that still small voice or that gut feeling that I think God puts on a, on a, the, the life of a believer. Uh, we give opportunities. Uh, maybe somebody pops into your mind you haven't thought of for quite a while and, and you maybe just blow it off. Like, that's weird. I don't know why I thought about them, but that could be God saying, I want you to connect with that person. And we we're in a time now, man, when you can, you can connect with anybody on the planet and no one's going to think you're, you're weird for it. Absolutely. So how do we know what the next right thing is? I love that question, Stuart, because right now that is something that we do have control over. You know, I think a lot of us feel out of control and like um, in many ways we can't do the things we'd like to be doing. Uh, but to answer that question, what's the next right thing? You know, how do we do that? Yeah, I think, uh, and just to go on in Micah, I think it, we, as we progress through that, uh, loving kindness. And I know for me, it's like, I, I want to do things um, that that are helpful, that, that really are, are caring for other people. There are times in my life, and if I want to be honest, um, and I probably should be since, you know, I'm a pastor and stuff, but okay. um, that I do things that are nice for people, that are kind, that are merciful, that are um, helpful to other people, and my heart's not in it. Uh, there are times when I'm just going through the motions and, and I know it, and that becomes a, a, a burden that I carry and weight that just kind of crushes me. Ultimately, uh, it's just no fun. Um, but as I draw close to God, I, I see uh, and allow my heart to kind of catch up to that and lead me. Uh, my passion starts to develop and I start to come up with ways in which I can connect with people, uh, ways in which I can connect with God that are actually productive and not just spinning my wheels or wasting time or waiting for something to change. And then I'll start uh, living my life. So I think uh, really connecting, um, 
connecting with God is, is so important uh, in order to know what that next right thing is. And then connecting with people. Um, I think um, I was thinking, you know, God reiterates this in the New Testament, Brian. It's not just, you know, Micah back in the Old Testament. Uh, it's quite simple. Uh, Jesus in the book of Mark chapter, I think it's five, uh, talks about, uh, he's, he's questioned by one of the scribes, one of the leaders, and what's, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus really sums up again what we should be about doing, and that's loving God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then loving our neighbor as ourselves. So when we wonder, like, what should I be doing? Those are two huge things I think that uh, we should be doing um, at any one time. Man, what would you say to somebody who right now is saying, that, that's great, but I lack motivation for that. Um, I think because right now is a time that it's interesting. I feel like we have the freedom to do maybe some things that we've wanted to do. Some of you are, you know, working on the house and getting some odds and ends done. And yet there's also something really demotivating about this time. And there's the tension of like, we want to feel it, right? We want to want to feel the desire to do these things. And yet um, right now there's probably, probably some things that are the next right thing to do that we're not going to feel like doing right now. So what'd you say to somebody like that? Cause that's me right now. <laughs> In a hundred different, <laughs> I need the motivation to do what's right. And yet sometimes I just, I don't feel like it at all. I think it's the, the indecision that comes from having too many options. A lot of the times uh, I always dream of having all the time to do the projects and then I get it. And then I end up just, you know, watching the next, next episode of the office or something. So um, I think one of the things is as we look at, uh, as we look at the situation that we're in, we got to look at God to give us kind of to guide us. And it, it, um, there's in Ephesians five, it, it says to be imitators of Christ. Um, and, um, the verse that I'm thinking of is Ephesians five, and it's the first two verses in that chapter. And it's therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. And so as we feel maybe sometimes demotivated or just um, the indecision has, is keeping us from taking steps forward um, or we lack that motivation, it's important to remember that God has set that example for us, that God has laid it out a life, uh, a, really a history with God all the way from the beginning when he created us on the planet, when he led the nation of Israel out of Egypt and kept them safe and led them. Uh, when Jesus comes uh, to grant us freedom from the things that are just tying us down and keeping us from our relationship with God, God has set that pace. He has shown us that example. And then all throughout the life of Jesus, as he interacts with people, that it really was a life of sacrifice. It was a life of, of focusing on on loving God and loving other people. And so I think when we lack that motivation, for me personally, um, I want to uh, keep my eyes focused on the one who sets the pace for me. Um, and I think, Brian, too, is I was thinking uh, in this time, one of the things that for me uh, that keeps coming up is that I have an opportunity really for self-examination. Um, and when I, when I lack that, I can look in my heart and a crisis like this has a way of it's like shaking the tree and you get to see what's living and healthy and that stays on the tree. And then the stuff that's dead and dying starts to fall off of the tree. Right. And so I think a crisis like this, it allows me if I'm willing to slow down and to look at myself and that's not an easy thing for me to do. I think I'm perfect most of the time. And then God tells me I'm not. And sometimes other people do too. My kids tell me all the time. I don't know what they're talking about, but, but I think we have that a unique opportunity right now to look at our own 
hearts. And, you know, I was thinking of like Psalm, the end of Psalm 139, where it says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me um, and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. That this is a chance that we can cry that out to God is like, let me see the things that are, are not pleasing to you, that are not right before you in my own heart, my own life, uh, the patterns that I've set up the attitudes that I may be living by, the mantras that are in my head that I that drive my behaviors. God, what is it about me that, that can change for the better, uh, that could be pleasing and honoring to you in this time? So good. Yeah, I think that, I think we're all doing that, whether we like it or not. Um, I, I've said this to a couple of people that it, it does, it feels like somebody took all of our lives and just dumped it on the table and, <laughs> and you know, kind of stirred it all around. And now we're just trying to figure out what needs to go back in the bucket right now? And what are those primary things that matter the most? And, and I think that's one thing crisis does is crisis forces us to decide what matters. And I don't know that uh, I spend a lot of time figuring that out. I'm always adding things into my life, but it's pretty seldom that I start taking everything back out and reassess and go, is, it's kind of like a budget, right? Like, so when we make a financial budget, we have to figure out what are the most important things first. And then we start adding on other things. And yet when, when it comes to my time or my energy or my passion, I tend to just keep adding things. And at some point we find ourselves being ineffective and maybe not achieving the goals that we've set for ourselves, but we don't really know why. And right now is a great chance to identify like, why is it that I have these goals that I want for my life? that I'm not reaching and yet I'm accomplishing all this busyness over here. Um, and so I think as a church, we're doing this right now. Um, we've dumped the whole thing out on the table and really just as a pastor, I've just been convicted. Like I want to protect ACF. I want to protect, uh, the family that we, that we are. And in some ways I even want to protect the way things were right. Like, I don't know if you felt this before, like, can we just get back to the, the way things were? And yet I feel like what God's calling us to do right now is to be open to maybe the, the future and the frontier of what the church could look like in the future. And so right now, obviously, uh, the digital world, you guys are watching with us online right now. And that's a huge part of our front door uh, for our church. Uh, that's the frontier, I think, for reaching our friends and neighbors with the gospel. And so we're going, man, are there ways that we have not considered even using our, our platforms for that? And even for those of you right now, um, who are only connected digitally, you have so much influence online. And maybe you felt like, oh, you know, that's not really a big deal. It doesn't have that much value. But like we're joking about the share button. The share button is like, it's, it's one of the most powerful tools you, write, you have right now to invite your friends to church and to share uh, the truth with them about Jesus. And maybe you're here watching online right now because somebody hit the share button. And we tend to think of things like that as, is like, ah, you know, I'll share the things that I'm interested in right now, or, you know, and so as, as Christians, I'm like, be liberal with the share button, like put things out there, use your digital platform to build God's kingdom right now. And these are things that I think maybe even just a month ago, many of us were going, yeah, but, but what's the real value in that? And I think what we're realizing is there's real human beings on the other side of, of these computer screens, you know, and it's funny, we know that, and yet, I don't know that we've really given that as much serious thought as we could. And so for you to use your digital platform and for us as a church to think way out of the box in terms of what it means to build 
um, community and interactions and authentic relationships right now. And we're seeing all of these people in Zoom groups having real conversations, praying for one another. And, and it's happening in a way that it has never happened, I think, on a global scale before. And so in all of that, we're just saying, God, would you guide us into the next right thing? Would you, would you guide us into that? And we're just going to take each step as faithfully as possible, you know? You know, Brian, as you were talking about just the opportunity we have to digitally connect and to connect others uh, into this conversation about God and about Jesus and about freedom, uh, I sort of think it, uh, there's, as we focus outward, as we try to love our, our neighbor well, um, there, there's, I think, three kind of maybe a progression of levels of outward focus. Uh, the first one is concern. You know, I'm, I'm aware of your need. I hear or I see your need but I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm just, you know, that's too bad. Um, and maybe I'm not sure what to do, but then that can lead to compassion. And that's where my heart connects. And that's when I start knowing people that are affected by this people that are maybe out of work or, or they're working extra hours and, or just, you know, at home and that's a struggle for them. And, um, so that my heart connects, um, and that's, that's the second step and then care. So we have concern, compassion, and then care, which is, that's the stepping out, the action. That's where the rubber hits the road. Um, and I think if you ask for the next right thing, then I think right now in this environment, we have such an opportunity as believers to care for people. And that's taking action, real steps um, that will benefit not just us. Uh, you know, I love in Jesus in that love your neighbor as yourself. There's an assumption that we love, that we do care about ourselves. It's not exclusively us. That, then we're just doomsday prepping. It's all about us and, you know, don't care about the world. Yeah. But there, there is an assumption that we will take care of our needs and that God will provide for us. And because of that, then we can take care of the needs of other people around us. So our focus stops being inward and it starts to, at, at some point through this crisis, we can look up and we can connect our heart. Uh, and that's when the care really starts. And so I think that's one of the things that God is calling us, the people of ACF, the people of broader church community, the, 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 the Jesus, Jesus community around the world to connect with, people outside of themselves. And we have a great opportunity right now. So, so true. I mean, and I love this Micah 6, 8 passage, act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God. The idea of acting justly really, um, you know, uh, in the, in the Psalms, we read that just like, uh, if we focus on God, that it's going to kind of take our focus off ourselves and help us to see the situation we uh, find ourselves with perspective and uh, to act justly means to just, you know, do what is right in the moment. And um, I think a lot of people are struggling with that probably in a variety of different ways. Um, what does it mean to act justly to be uh, doing what is righteous and good in our homes right now? Um, I'd say probably many people right now are struggling with addictions, uh, struggling with some old behaviors um, that are, that are maybe creeping back in because we're just trying to fill time. And so, um, for us to care for others, I think we start off by doing what's right, uh, in our own homes. And, and, uh, you know, when, when no one else is looking, are we living, uh, in justice right now behind closed doors and then to act, uh, immersive towards others, you know, to care for other people out of that, um, that, that heart change that God's doing within us, um, in our own homes. And then to walk humbly with God, a, a thought uh, just on that for a moment. First Peter 5, I love this passage. Peter says this, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, he may exalt you, 
casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And so I just, man, like Peter's saying, hey, we need to humble ourselves before God. And I just, right now, the world has been humbled. I mean, something that we can't even see is shutting down the stock market and is making massive shifts to our life. Something that, you know, a sickness, a virus, this small little thing is humbling us, you know? And I love that Peter says, hey, humble yourselves. Like, don't wait for God to humble you. And I think in many ways, that's what we tend to do. We just run through life and wait for God to humble us. But he says like, hey, humble yourselves um, before God. And then at the right time, God will lift you up. You don't have to lift yourself up. God will lift you up. And uh, back in Second Chronicles, there's this passage um, about uh, King Uzziah, where uh, here's a man who had everything and uh, had all this power. And yet um, he actually was, was humbled by God. Uh, in Second Chronicles 26, 14 says, And Uzziah prepared for all the army shields, spears, helmets, coats of mail, bows, and stones for slinging. In Jerusalem, he made machines invented by skillful men to be on the towers and the corners to shoot arrows and great stones. And his fame spread far, for he was marvelously helped, I love this, till he was strong. So Uzziah had the, the help of God, the care of God, the strength of God until he became prideful and strong. And then verse 16, it says, but when he was strong, he grew proud to his destruction for he was unfaithful to the Lord, his God and entered the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. And so he took the, uh, the role of the priest and, and uh, said, I can do that. Anybody can do that and overstepped the boundaries that God had set for him and for his people. And in his pride, God humbled him. And so, I don't know, man, I just feel like we, uh, we are not going to be able to accept God's care for us because we've been so busy uh, caring for ourselves. And uh, God is humbling us and showing us that he's the one that's provided from the beginning. And he's the one that keeps the breath in our lungs as we sing and uh, the food on the table, you know, every day. You know, I, oh man, it's just, that's so good to keep in mind, uh, humbling. And I think what I found in my life when I am, my pride is up and I'm feeling like I've got everything under control and I'm managing well, and it's me. Uh, I just have to think a, a little bit about God and me. And I think, you know, God is perfectly loving. He's perfectly patient. He's perfectly, perfectly truthful. Uh, he's perfectly faithful. Mm-hmm. And I, then I look at my heart and when I want to be honest with myself, I'm, I'm sometimes filled with hate. I'm not perfectly loving. I'm impatient often. Uh, if you have kids, you're often impatient, I'm guess, guessing. Uh, I'm often, I, maybe I stretch the truth or have little white lies just to protect the feelings of other people. I'm not perfectly truthful like God is. Um, and I'm, I'm, if I'm honest, I'm also sometimes a fair weather friend with people. I, I do the things that I like, and sometimes I, I don't want to do the things others like. And, and so I'm not like God. And when I compare myself to God and the end result is, I think I find my right position in, in the universe that there is a God and I am not that God, Uh, something that Isaiah forgot. Yeah. And I think when we realize that, um, that God is the one that ultimately provides and when we're humbled and we realize, Hey, everything that we had going for us before this virus hit, um, you know, the jobs that we had and the, uh, economy that we had and, the future financially that we had, or, um, you know, the, the routines that we had, all of that was, was just a, it's a, it's a gift. You know, we see those things as expectations and, 
um, entitlements. And God's like, no, no, th- this is all a gift to you to remind you of how good of a God I am. And uh, in fact, I was reading this article earlier this week about um, basically it was two Alaskans saying, hey, stop hoarding because the supply chain is working. Because, you know, we, we've been going to the shelves and, and taking everything off the shelves, which I was just at the grocery store and they had lots of bread. So um, we're, we're swinging back up now. We're starting to catch back up with everything. But especially in Alaska, people are freaking out about running out of things right now, right? Food, soap, toilet paper, toilet paper, right? It's just like, it's, it's just a big joke that we've been running to the stores and, and hoarding everything because we're worried there, there won't be enough of a supply, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, what I was thinking about that is that in the end, uh, your source determines your supply. And so I think what we realize is that um, there's a limited source, there's a limited, uh, you know, number of rolls of toilet paper coming up to Alaska. And so people start freaking out. And we live with this scarcity mindset, because we uh, think, man, there's just not going to be enough. And in many ways, it reflects how we view God and how we view our lives that we find ourselves freaking out and trying to protect ourselves and care for ourselves. Um, because in the end, honestly, maybe we don't believe that, that God is an unlimited God, that he has an abundance of supply. And in the end, here's, here's I think, where just the connecting point between my, Micah 6.8 and all of this is that when Jesus becomes our caretaker, we become caregivers. When we know that Jesus is the one that gives us everything that we have, we know, man, I have this abundant supply. The supply chain is functioning. It's as strong as it's ever been because God is my supply. God is the one caring for me. And so when I know that he's my caretaker, I, I can care for other people, you know, in, in generosity and giving of my time and my energy and, and even, even my finances just to help others right now because I know that in the end, I wasn't caring for myself anyway. It was God that was caring for me the whole time. Yeah, it's, that's so good. And when, when we're in a position where we, we truly are connected with that and understand that, then we don't have to stress and have that anxiety of, am I going to have enough toilet paper for the week? And I got lots of ladies in my house. It's an important product. Um, but I'm going to have enough food on the shelves and all those things. And, and those can quickly supplant God is a priority in our life. God doesn't want to be part, another piece that we add or a part of our life. He wants everything in our lives to come from him uh, and flow through us. So I think, uh, I was thinking like, what, what are the practical steps then? Like if, if we understand that, then, then what are some practical steps that we should be taking as believers right now uh, in our, in our current situation, in our culture, uh, we already mentioned your Brian, I talked about, you know, read the Bible. I think it's super important to connect with God. Uh, something else that's super exciting is our Zoom groups. And my kids helped me on this. We have uh, acf.org slash Zoom groups. Uh, if you, you see that, yeah. So they did a great job making some signs. And uh, that's a way you can connect with other believers who are asking questions, seeking answers, uh, in this time, it, they call it social distancing. I think it's physical distancing, but really we can be socially connected uh, right. in a unique way like we have never had before. And this may be a time that passes and then this becomes a little more awkward. But right now, people are very open uh, to meeting. We have a lot of groups at ACF uh, that are meeting with people from around the world. So there's no excuse to not be in community and asking those questions and finding people that will encourage you, that you can you can. Uh, be challenged by that you can challenge others. People need you uh, just as much as you need them. 
Uh, we also have uh, a connection page that I want to encourage people. If you haven't checked it out, it's the Eagle River Chugiak Community Facebook group uh, that you can go to. And you can post if you have needs, whether they're, they're physical, whether they're emotional. Uh, maybe you just want some prayer. Uh, you just want somebody else to walk through this with you uh, for a moment. You can post those needs up there. Uh, people have been responding and answering those needs. I think in this time, we're looking for ways to do something. And right now, there, there may not be uh, a, a need that we can physically meet uh, as, as an individual, but I can certainly walk with people through this. And there may be some needs. As this thing develops, I think we're going to see more of those come out into our community, uh, people losing uh, jobs, money, uh, and, and uh, certainly medical care. So if you have a need, need someone to go shopping for you, uh, whatever that is, uh, post it up there. And then if you're looking to meet some needs, want a way to help, that's a great place to start. Again, that's the Eagle River Chugiak Community Facebook group. Thank you, Abby, for making that one. Um, we're thinking about what, what as a community of believers that we can do for uh, Eagle River Chugiak right now. Uh, what can we be doing? Uh, we're, we're trying to connect, obviously, uh, but we, we'd like to encourage uh, everybody at ACF this week uh, to put together what we're calling connection kits. And this is what a connection kit is. I have another awesome illustration here. This one, I think, is from Olivia, my other daughter. Uh, connection kits. Identify five neighbors that you have um, that are in your neighborhood that live right next door to you, maybe down the street. Uh, maybe you've met them. Maybe you have not. Uh, but identify those um, by address. But you may not have a clue who they are, and that's okay. Uh, then you're going to prepare the kits. Uh, you're going to get them together. And some ideas that we had uh, for things that you could put into this kit uh, maybe like playing cards, drinks, candy, popcorn, uh, gift cards to like Walmart, Fred Meyer's uh, cars, uh, maybe some of the local places, restaurants uh, that people might enjoy. Uh, toilet paper, that, that one's always a winner. Hand soaps, um, again, that's probably a good one. If you're one of the few people that have hand sanitizer, great thing to put in there. Uh, but package this up. Uh, we're going to make available, if you are part of our uh, texting group at AACF, uh, you're going to receive a link to a card that you can download and then print out. And then you could add a personal touch to it. Like maybe your contact info. If you have anything you need, uh, call me and put your phone number or your address. Um, introduce yourself to your neighbor that way. Uh, get those together and then have your family, you, if you're by yourself or if you have others with you, walk down the street, put them on the doorstep, keep your distance, practice hy hygienic uh, uh, pro be hygienic and then <laughs> talk to your neighbor. I don't know how to say that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, do whatever you're supposed to be doing and then leave that on the doorstep and you can ring the doorbell, knock on the door and then uh, introduce yourself to your neighbor at a safe distance, of course, but uh, let them know that you're thinking about them, that you care. Uh, that card's going to invite them to be part of the ACF online community uh, so that they can also find connection in this time of isolation. Yeah, so good, man. Hey, growing up, uh, our family, we used to call that ding-dong ditching. Did you guys ever <laughs> that? ding-dong ditching. We did. We did that a lot. We never left anything good on the doorsteps. <laughs> no. Now, if you see a flaming bag, no. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> Stomp out the fire. Um, that's a reference. I'm not sure who's going to get that. But, Stuart, I love that idea. We actually were able to do that as a family earlier this week. And I'm, I'm in my backyard. In fact, there's one neighbor's house. Um, but here's what happened. We 
uh, got some uh, gallon containers of M&Ms and just wrote happy social distancing from the cooks with uh, uh, ACF Church on the bottom, just so they knew that we're representing the family of God right now. And we dropped those off to all our neighbors and we rung the doorbell and stepped back because we didn't want to freak them out. And every one of my neighbors, first of all, they're home right now, um, as most people are. And second, they came to the door and we had a great conversation. And so it didn't freak them out. Obviously, you know, we weren't trying to get close to people. We were keeping our distance and honoring that. But just the quick through the doorway conversation was so good to make a connection with these neighbors that we pass by every day. But right now, in this moment that we have right now that we're never going to get again, we have this incredible opportunity to build connection and to share the gospel with people through the way that we serve and love them. And just ACF, listen, I want you to know, I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of the way that you are serving, the, the way that you've been generous, even in uh, this, this short time that we've, we've been in this situation. And I'm just seeing the innovation is incredible. The ideas that are coming out of all of this are, are just blowing my mind in the ways that you're learning to, uh, to serve one another and to serve our community. And so just kind of to close this thing out, um, Stu, I don't know if you had anything else to say for this, but um, I just wanted to to just remind you guys uh, back to the idea of who your caretaker is. Jesus is ultimately our caretaker. And, and when we realize that we can care for other people, if you find yourself resisting this right now, if you're just like, Brian, I want to hole up, I want to hoard, I want to take care of me and mine and just, just get through this. If you feel that way, there's a good chance that you don't see Jesus ultimately as your caretaker. And you have an opportunity to do that. And, and maybe today and through this situation, you've realized, honestly, I, um, God has been secondary in my life. And my faith, honestly, hasn't been super real. And if you want to take a step forward in that, I want to encourage you just to pray with us here in just a minute. And uh, also, we'd love to get you some information. And so we've got, we've set up a text number. And you can just text the word yes. Just text the word yes to one 851 seven, seven, one, seven. And we'll try to put that number uh, below here somewhere so that you can just let us know that you're saying yes to Jesus and, and ultimately surrendering to him and saying, God, be my caretaker, be the one who uh, sustains my life and the one that my life revolves around. And so uh, can we just bow our heads and pray together as we close out here uh, today? Uh, Jesus, thank you so much that you care for us and that um, because you care for us, we can care for others. And God, we uh, want to pray together just to surrender our hearts to you fully. God, we ask that you would show us uh, the ways that we have not been faithful, God, and remind us of your great faithfulness. And God, that we wouldn't feel shame, but we would feel joy and gratitude and thankfulness, God, for all the many blessings that you give us. God, so I pray we as a church, as a nation, as a world, God, would step forward, that there'd be a spiritual awakening through all of this. God, wake us up from our slumber, God. Help us to see the needs in our city around us. And God, help us to stop waiting for somebody else to meet them. But we'd recognize our, our role as your hands and feet to a world that desperately needs to hear about you. And so God, I pray we would own that and we'd do, do it all from just a place of abundance, knowing God that the supply chain is strong. And Father, you have always supplied for us and you don't intend to stop now. We love you, Jesus. We pray it in your name. Thanks for watching this message from ACF Church. Uh, we hope it's encouraged you and challenged you to be more like Jesus and to walk with Him in a closer and more profound way. If you'd like to give to the mission of ACF Church, you can do so at the link on the screen or at acfak.org. We love you and we'll see you next week.